0: to build a high-growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Built to Last show. I have our incredible guest on today,
1: Lisa Benavidez. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Megan. I'm so honored to be here and cannot wait for what we're going to talk about.
0: Oh, I know. We were just chatting. I wish I, had... I should always press record when we're like chatting about yes. what we're going to chat about because it's so good. Totally. Um, I'm so excited for all of our listeners to hear from you today because um, I learned something about you today. And it's like you like to do business, but kind of in this quote unquote lazy way. So I'm really excited to dive into that. But before we do, um, tell us a little bit about you and your family life and also your business.
1: All right. So I'm Lisa from Southern California. I'm married, I have three children, three daughters to be exact, and they range from age 15 down to seven or almost seven. Um, And I teach visibility strategies to online business owners. Plus, I also do some business support in a few select clients' businesses to just enhance their program and their client success support. Um, And I like to call myself a strategically lazy CEO because I love naps and relaxation and taking time off and still being able to support clients and make money doing it.
0: Amazing. Okay. Well, let's just dive right in because I'm sure all the moms out there who have especially more than one kid. I mean, I can only speak to having one child. I have actually gotten a couple of questions, Lisa. From listeners, and they've said, Hey, are you going to interview anybody that has like multiple kids? Because I have three (laughs) or I have four. I was like, Well, let me look at the list. So you've got three kids. Like that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, especially the age range. So they are probably in three different schools. They are. All these different extracurriculars. So how do you like? Let's just start with like, how do you manage? You know, you're working from home, you have your own business, you do some client support for people. And you have three kids who have like their own schedules. Like how do you even manage home life? And 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 I still take naps.
1: (laughs) naps. You know, I, I honestly didn't used to be this way or feel like I could rest and handle it all. I still handled it all, but very stressful. And, um, about 10 years ago, I also got rheumatoid arthritis and it, Well, not at first, I still tried to push myself to do it all and be everywhere for everyone. And then I started to realize like I was not taking care of myself and it was starting to show and affect my life in huge ways, including being a mom. And that was like one of the things that was the most or is the most important to me. Like I always wanted to be a mom and I, I became a mom and then I did everything for my kids and I forgot about myself and I wasn't being in that best mom place for them. So a lot of things had to shift. Um, and I've always also worked with my kids, like from my oldest, she was three weeks old. I think when I went back to work, I worked in a client's office at that time, brought her with me. Um, so I've always done like the work from home with kids lifestyle. And so I've learned those boundaries as I've grown up. Also too, what's really interesting is that all kids are different. And that's where I got thrown for a loop with my third daughter. She is not the most calm child and she needs a lot more attention. And I have a choice. And I think that's what it really comes down to is I have a choice to say like, nope, go to your room. I don't have time because I'm working. Or I get to remember that I started wanting to do my own business for my kids, for my family, for their future, and for my time with them right now. And so I'm really intentional about that and remembering that um, for them. So I can take a break, even if sometimes on a client call, like, hang on one sec. I acknowledge my daughter and I give her what she needs because I've learned her own love language and what she needs and I can like let her go. Whereas my older two, a year and a half apart, and they were perfect angels, like, 24/ 7. So it's always just a different dynamic and it comes down to remembering why we're in business and where our family fits in. actually, I should say that differently like where our business fits into our family and our lifestyle.
0: Yeah. okay, so you work from home, you have three kids, you have a business. can you will you share a little bit of how your business is structured sure. in terms of like your offers and how you structure your day? So that it does fit the lifestyle, because that's one of the things that is so important to me. And and look, any client who wants to have a life, which I think is most people, yeah. we really do want to build a business that fits our lifestyle. And and everybody has a different lifestyle, and everybody has different exactly. lifestyle goals. But for the people out there who do have kids, plural, and they're working yeah. from home, what does your business model look like? And then if you'll get into even, how do you structure your week and your days and the time? So that you do get things done in your business that need to get done.
1: Yes. Happy to. So, I mean, my mornings are a little chaotic with the girls getting them ready for school and out the door when it's school time. But while they're in school, I pretty much have those solid hours and I keep my calendar. It's like my life and everything goes into one calendar. And sometimes it looks a little crazy, but it, it just works for me. Um, And so I know like when specific client calls that are regular weekly calls are on my calendar, and then I'm able to put in the space that I need for doing the work for my clients. And this is like on the client support side as well, because that is kind of like where I started. So I always prioritize that work first. And then on my visibility side, I pretty much just focus on a course that's all on their own. Um, So it doesn't take a lot or, you know, really anything from me. And then I do a couple of VIP days every day. So it's like one or two days um, for one VIP day that I'm able to fit into my calendar that works for me. And I also have extra help. So the pandemic was almost like a blessing for me in a sense, because it brought my husband home for the most part And so he's been able to take the girls to do a lot of things, pick them up from school, and we work together. And when he's not home, because he does have to go into the office sometimes, I am, again, on my calendar. Like, I know when the girls get out of school, so I structure things around there. And I'm also not sorry for moving appointments if something else comes up that I wasn't aware of before with my kids um, or just moving things around. Like I'm very unapologetic about putting my family first. That's what loyalizes me to my clients as well. So even though they might not be my family, so my family would come before something that they have going on in a lot of cases. I I think they appreciate that about me because they know that I'm going to finish a job no matter what. A project that I'm working on might mean that I have to work an evening or a weekend to make sure that it gets done. And so again, because I map out my calendar, I put my life things on there first. So vacations for the most part are planned birthdays. Um, when I get my kids school schedule, like that goes on, but when something comes up, cause again, we talked about this life happens. Um, I can assess where I need to be. And I am a hundred percent confident that everything's going to work out. And I didn't always used to be like that. So it's it's just like a heart, not a heart. It's a, it's a balance that I've learned. It used to be hard. And now it's just really like, it's going to work out. And this is what I need in the moment, or this is what my kids need in the moment. And I'm going to show up hundred percent where I need to be and not feel like I'm being torn. That's really important to me as well.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you got to a point where you made a decision, like this is how it's going to be. And this is how I'm going to roll. This is how I'm going to make decisions. Yes. So I, I guess I'm also curious too, because I tend to almost be like the opposite and we'll get into like some of the feelings of guilt or shame in just a minute, because I think it could go both ways. I think we can have guilt with our clients and in the business, which, you know, I was sharing with um, Lisa, I was really sick for like almost two weeks and had to cancel almost everything. And I still showed up for some calls Because in my mind, I was like, oh, my gosh, like are my clients like they invested all this money if I don't show up and it's like the holidays and it's almost Christmas. And I was like still showing up, like barely even able to sit Mm. in the chair. And I've personally never, never once in my life had mom guilt. I have like the client guilt. Right. But it's still the same thing.
1: It totally is.
0: So how did you get to a point where like, I love the word that you use unapologetic. And I also know you and you're one of the like kindest people Mm -hmm. and like heart centered people I've ever come across, especially in the business world. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we use words, like we're really kind or we're really heart centered in our business, I actually think sometimes clients can take advantage of that. And then they think heart centered means like I'm always available no matter what. How did you, like, I guess I'm interested, how did you get to the point where you are unapologetic about Mm -hmm. saying yes to what you want to say yes to? And then the second part of that question is, how do you communicate the boundaries and the expectations to your clients, you know, when family comes first and then vice versa?
1: Yeah. So I can relate to that client guilt as well. When I first got RA, I was really big in planning and working events, live events. And I would work three or four days straight 14 to 16 hours a day. And I could barely walk. Like the pain was so incredible that I was in pain 24 seven extreme fatigue 24 seven, but I still was like, no, I have to be there. I have to work. I have to show up. And then I have to get back and take my girls to school and ballet and clean my house. And then I was like, ah, I have the best mom who was like, Lisa, you don't have to do it all. She came to my house every day for a month to take care of my kids, my household and me And I found support through friends, actually, who could step into that event role that I was so big in to take take it off of my plate. And when I saw, like, oh, like things didn't fall apart, everything is okay. I was like, okay, I can do this more. Um, So that was like the start of it. But obviously, it still took. I mean, it still is a thing that I have to work at, but it comes down to the mindset of it. And I know that I'm here for a bigger purpose. I love to love people. So that whole like nice girl, kindness, heart centered, it's totally who I am. But it also means that I love myself and I'm kind to myself. And I continuously work on my mindset around what does that look like and how do I express love to other people? And part of it is me showing up as my best self. So I know what I need. And I make sure that I get that regularly. Um, so example is I know when I need to take a day off just to chill out and do nothing. And I cancel meetings and I'm like, I come back stronger than ever. And I know that while it's hard sometimes to say, hey, I can't be there today after all. I know that the next day I'm going to show up and be in a better place. So I, I guess it comes down to like the mindset around knowing why I'm here and how it helps serve other people that are around me. and. Uh, knowing like the outcome of what's going to happen, even if it's not ideal in the moment for me or the client. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Now, yeah. when you like put those boundaries and expectations in place, is this something that you communicate to your clients in mm-hmm. the onboarding process? Like, do they know what to expect with you? Because yeah. I think sometimes when we don't like properly set boundary and expectations in the very beginning in the onboarding process then it can just kind of get like carried away. Do you do that?
1: You know, for my private clients, yes, they absolutely know the boundaries. They know when they'll hear back from me. They know how to get in touch with me. So they don't have all the avenues to connect with me. Um, And so it's very clear in their onboarding that here's how it's going to work. Here's what I'm available for. Um, Because after a VIP day, there is three months of Voxer access. But again, there's still boundaries within that. On the other side where I'm doing like the client support, um, I've, I so I have three of those clients. They're like my elite people and I love them. And I think I've been really blessed in that situation because they've been like I've known them for so many years. So our relationship and our working relationship has just kind of organically built. And because they know me and they've seen me grow up myself as a mom, they already know that that's going to happen or that my family is going to come first, you know? So, um, I'm still like clear on the boundaries, I guess. And I'm very open and honest with them about what's coming up and they're just also so supportive and I get to choose that, right. I get to choose to continue working with them and vice versa, but, I guess I'm a little bit lucky in that situation. So for anyone that is not in that exact situation, I definitely say to make those expectations and boundaries clear, but also it comes from like planning, right? Like I mentioned, I already know the majority of our vacations for next year. I obviously know when birthdays and special occasions, and I even plug in some bonus days for myself just to have them on the calendar. And when things come up and have to change, I give them enough notice that, you know, things are going to, things might change.
0: So how do you set boundaries with your family? And then how do you communicate that? So we're kind of like switching back to the family side because as moms and business owners, we've got to do both, right? So we've got to communicate, set boundaries with, expectations with team members, clients, all the stuff on the business side. But then we also all work from home and our kids are like in and out of the house, in and out of the office, So do you have like really strict boundaries around, I am only working when my kids are out of the house in Mm -hmm. school. And then like you are done at like two 30 or three o'clock, like, do you kind of roll that way or are there times when you're working and the kids are home and then do you communicate with them so that they're not like not bothering you, but like constantly coming into the office no, changing. not
1: bothering me is correct. <laughs> I'm very real with my kids these days. I let go of being this like perfect Pinterest mom that does it all right a long, long time ago. And as I've, as the girls have gotten older, it's like the relationship dynamic has changed so much. So it is very much like I'm on a call. You guys need to stay in the room and get along and don't make me walk away from Zoom to like deal with anything. <laughs> um, so I... I try to make all of my calls that I need to be on before they get home from school, just because like, I feel like for both purposes, like I want to be there for my clients or a podcast interview. Um, but also like in the afternoon, I want to be there for my kids. So while I'm still working usually until about five o'clock every day in their home, obviously, um, I just try not to have calls in the afternoon. So that's usually where like project is actually Projects are actually getting worked on work is actually being done. And my calls are more in the morning, Mm -hmm. summertime vacations though, like that all changes. So we all just have to be flexible. I think because they've grown up knowing that I work from home, they kind of know the routine as well. Um, But yeah. And I also think what is um, a big thing when they do come home from school, I don't just like jump right back into work. Usually I spend time with them asking them about their day, getting a snack, and just kind of like setting that um, space for like family time, reconnecting with them, and then it's like, okay, go do your homework, go clean your room, go do something. I'm gonna finish work, but I have on my calendar from five to eight p.m. every day. It's dinner and family time. Okay. So then I know, like a couple of hours later, we're gonna close the door, you know, push in my desk chair, close the computer, and it's family time. If I choose to come back to work later, then I I can, and I'm happy to do that. But I do make sure that that time is set for my family and I'm I'm present for them. Yeah, I think though what helps me even more than all of this, like these strategies, because you always have to find what works for you and your family dynamic. It's not going to look the same. But what really helps me is that I have a really big like mission in this world to empower and inspire women and girls most specifically. And so when they get to see me doing things that I love, Growing a business that I love, working with people, creating my own schedule, like having that power within my own life. I know that it's doing something for them, even if they don't see it or it's not, you know, going into anything for them right now. Like they see that mom's a badass. Mm-hmm. That in itself is like, okay, like this is why it's good. And this is why I'm okay to sometimes say, hey, like get in the room. I do have a call this afternoon and you guys got to support me right now. And that's another thing. Like I'm unapologetic about that being very open and honest with them about what's going on. And they're usually, it usually works out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do they know what you do? Like if you said, Hey, what does mom do? What does mommy do? Do they know?
1: Um, My older girls, they usually talk about like, you inspire people, mom. Like that's what they think I do. Yeah. My little one is like, Oh, my mom takes a lot of calls. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Which is funny because I guess, I guess when they were homeschooling for, you know, the lat not this year, but the year before they did see that happen a lot, but, um, but no, not specifically. They don't really know. Okay. So you homeschooled last year too. Well, like we had to, it was like, uh, we had to have to
0: homeschool or were they like attached to the computer and school was giving them stuff to do?
1: My older girls were fine. Like in their room, they would have school from like eight to 12, I think, but they're, you know, again, they're older. My little one had school for an hour every morning and she's really smart. So like she picked up everything she had to do, but it left a lot of free time for her, which did, we had to learn how to be home together. We had just bought our new house and it's, I work in the living room, like in a, in a corner of our living room, but it's fine. Right. Cause I'm home alone. Everyone goes away for the day so I can work months later, they're all here. My husband's working from home too. And we have like the big, it's like a big open living room, dining room, kitchen area. now he's working on the other side of it. And I'm like, okay, everybody needs to go away because I'm the one that gets to work from home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it definitely took some practice, I guess. And now I love it. Like I love having them home. I love the freedom of, of that. Like we bought a motor home, we road tripped for a couple of weeks and just schooled and worked wherever we were at. Yeah. And I loved it like so much. So I like the idea of them being home, but they like they like going to school. Okay, cool. So
0: <laughs> I don't I don't even know how I would have managed homeschooling. Thank God I didn't have to do it. Yeah. But I know a lot of people do that by choice though, too. They do. Right? So I mean, I don't know if you can speak to that, Lisa, but anybody who is listening that is homeschooling and they have like really big business dreams and goals yeah. and they're running a household and they're a wife, like you have a successful business, like, and, and maybe get into some of like the mindset piece of this. Cause mm-hmm. I think mindset kind of leads everything that we're doing, but I'd love to hear like, what does the mindset have to be of a woman who's running a house? And as a wife, and as a mom, and maybe maybe she's homeschooling, or maybe her kids are not school age yet. Is it possible to grow a successful, like financially successful business when you have all those things going on? Like, what's the mindset around that? And then I'll go ahead and ask this. Maybe you maybe you'll go ahead and go into it. I would also love to hear how do you prioritize the most Mm -hmm. important, like revenue generating activities in your business. Because you've got a business, you, you've got to be doing certain activities. So what are those activities that are highest priority that's allowing you to be so successful in your business as a mom?
1: Okay. So I definitely believe that no matter what your life is like, your family dynamic, where you live, how you grew up, all of those things like play a part in who you are. And the mindset has to be a strong belief that you can do You can create success your way with what you have. It really just takes that belief and then the action that's going to back that up. And sometimes it takes a little bit, right? Like it it doesn't have to always happen overnight. In fact, it never does. Um, I was just talking to somebody yesterday, I think, and we always talk about like, stop throwing spaghetti at the wall. And to me, I'm like, if you don't really know or have something nailed down, throw all the spaghetti you can until you do figure something out and then take that, you know, to the next step. Um, Again, there's like a a little bit more there strategies that you can do. So you're not like in all of these different niches or businesses, but I feel like you got to try things. Um, Asking for support. Is huge. And I think sometimes as women, we don't want to ask for anything. We don't want to ask for help from anyone. And again, that's like a lesson that takes me back to when I got RA like, how do I ask people to help me take care of my own kids? Well, now I'm just like, hey, like, who wants them for a couple of hours? Or or I have my niece come over to entertain my little ones sometimes. Like I just I ask for the help that I need when I when I know I need it. Um from my husband, same thing. Like I ask for help. I also do things like order Instacart. So I hardly ever go to the grocery store because I I think that hour of my life is better spent working or napping. <laughs> um, so how can we find ways that we can get that help and support to help us grow? But um I guess. Yeah. To letting go of the need to do it all. We don't need to do it all. My kids, they can do chores from very young. They were having to step up because I got rheumatoid arthritis. My oldest girls were like four and five Mm. and they had to like figure things out on their own because I physically wasn't able to. And as hard as that was, like, of course I wanted to do things for my babies. I also was like, you know, this is really good for them. And this is what's what our family dynamic is. And this is where we need to be. So, so that always helped me as well. Um, and then prioritizing things. I think, again, it goes back to planning things out. So what is important? Every, that is different for everyone. Success also looks different for everyone. You know, we think about wanting to hit six figure years or, you know, 10K months. It's like a big thing in our industry but sometimes that comes at a really big cost where you're not getting 1k in profit and that's not okay. So it's really um figuring out what does success look like to you? What support and systems that you need in place to to help you get there and trusting that you are the person that can do it and just not giving up ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, do you on um you know, because you're not like, you know, you're not working like eight to 10 o'clock at night to do all these things. Do you focus more on like end results and end outcomes? Or do you focus more on the daily habits and behaviors and activities that are Mm -hmm. leading to that? Like which one like really like helps you feel like you're winning the day and not getting bent out of shape because, I mean, look, let's be honest, like just being a human being on the planet, (laughs) unexpected things are going to happen, but then throw in a husband and then a household, like things break in the house. Like one of like our water main pipe burst in the driveway a couple of weeks ago before Thanksgiving. It was like unexpected things happen when you're a homeowner, then you've got three kids. So like unexpected things happen. And I think the thing that you and I both see a lot with business owners and, and also clients, and maybe we, this happens to us as well. I just see people getting so been out of shape when they didn't hit like a certain revenue goal, or they didn't hit like a certain launch revenue goal, or they did. It's like, everybody's so focused on like these end results. And I have been as well, but what like drives and motivates you and what helps you feel like you're winning, even if unexpected things are coming up that you kind of have no control
1: over. Um, that's a really great question. I feel like I'm probably a little bit of a mix between like outcome and the daily habits and daily situations. Um, I'm a planner by nature. Like I mentioned, I've been doing event planning for over 18 years, but even back into like high school years, I just I planned a lot of things. But when it came to like my own wedding, I was like, forget it, we're going to Hawaii. I'm not doing all of that. We are just gonna go enjoy ourselves save a ton of money and make it about us. And so like, I feel like that's kind of where like that idea of where I balance it out. Earlier, you had asked about like prioritizing how to grow my business and and getting those um, activities in with everything that I have going on. Batching content and emails is kind of what I focus on. So I do, I write my emails to my list once a month and my VA schedules them. And I don't really have to think twice about it. Um, same with content. I have to admit, I'm not always good because it's something that I do for clients or with clients. And, you know, sometimes we don't do that for ourselves as well, (laughs) but when I do, um, batch the content, so it's easier to get done in one setting and then I don't have to worry about it. And I can just be present with what's going on on a day-to-day basis. I'm not a fan of like morning routines. I'm not a morning person, um, So my mornings usually start and it's like, get the girls out of bed, go, go, go. And then I'm like, okay, breathe, pour your coffee. And then my day starts. So I kind of start off a little chaotic, but that's what works for me. I would rather have an extra hour of sleep than wake up at 6am before my family to get things done. Sometimes I go through phases where I will, but I think what helps me to stay motivated is the fact that. Not only what I'm doing for myself and my family and my clients, I know that just the presence of my heart and my like what I bring to them through work or motherhood or marriage, like I I really get motivated, motivated by what that's gonna do for them and where they're gonna take it out. So like that ripple effect idea yes. that yeah. really drives me. And knowing that if I just show up happy and I'm healthy and safe. Like, again, like everything's going to work out. And I, I really just, I don't, my husband always teases me, like you just live in la la land and you think it's all going to work out. And I said, yeah, because it is going to work out. And that doesn't mean I don't get stressed or things don't happen in my life. I just know that I have to kind of pause, assess it, take care of it. And it might be hard and I might cry and I might get frustrated, I also already know and trust that it's going to be OK and it's going to work out. And the energy that goes into stress is not worth it to me.
0: Yeah, I have this line. I always say it to myself and then I say it to clients, too. And it's like everything is working out in my favor always and in all ways. And yeah. dang, if I don't need that when like stuff is not going well yeah. at all. And it's just such a good reminder because. Really and truly, you know, when we're in the moment of the thing that's painful or tough that we're experiencing, we really do think that the world is going to end and we're not going to survive it. And like, we're going to lose everything we've built or worked towards, or we're going to lose reputation or whatever people are. There's so much loss fear out there, but then it's like so many times in all of our lives when we have experienced getting through that and getting to the other side, everything did work out. Yep. Everything always does work out. Even if shit hit the fan for a while, it still works out on the other side. And I think so much like faith comes into that as well and trust and belief that everything's going to work out in your favor and everything's happening for the greater
1: good. Yeah. I used to, um, hear from people when I went to events and I had our RA already, and people would look at me like, how do you do this? Like, how are you still here and smiling? And to me, it was like, how could I not be? Yeah, like my body is doing weird things and it sucks and it hurts and I hate it and I don't wish it on anyone, but there's no time to not be happy and joyful about where we're at. And I used to say, like, I'm so thankful for RA and all that it taught me. Again, if it could never have come, awesome. But how many lessons would I have not learned, or things that I would not have truly been as grateful for if I didn't experience all of this? And and so to me, it's like I, I sometimes think it's it's just a no brainer. Like, of course I'm going to smile. Like life is good. I'm I'm here, and yeah. and I feel like that's what really gets me through because I I know there's heartache in this world. I'm not immune to it. Um, Heartache has come into my life, but I still like always choose to know that there's something greater on the other side. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Yeah. So my last question, um, I know you help people with visibility and their content and like getting things done in their business. Mm -hmm. So let's say that someone is going to work like 20 to 30 hours a week in their business. What would be the top three or four activities That you would suggest they really put their time, effort, and attention into because it's going to give them like the greatest return on their time and energy investment?
1: So, in their business, I would definitely say it's having some CEO time. And what that could look like are reviewing your goals, reviewing your money, knowing what's coming in, what's going out, um, and just really like looking at your business from that eagle's eye. CEO space. I think that sometimes we forget that part of it and we just want to go, go, go. But really stopping to think, am I in alignment with my brand, my values, my vision, um, and setting up the day for things that are going to help you get there is key. Um, Number two is getting visible. Now this looks different for everyone because not everyone loves video. Not everyone can stay on top of blog posting or they hate writing. So I really like to find what people love doing, where their audience is. And I kind of put things together and I call it a visibility stack. Um, The next thing is going to be getting visible. So putting yourself out there. I always say things to my clients uh, or this one line to my clients that is, if you don't show up, they won't show up. So if you're not getting out there in some way that works for you, nobody's going to know how to work with you or what your business is about. So that can look different for everyone. So I, I like to work with people on finding their own visibility stack, which means how are you going to love showing up? What kind of content are you going to like to create? And where does your ideal audience like to consume content and how do they like to learn so that it, it's your efforts are going to be maximized because you are strategic about your visibility. Um, but you definitely want to show up consistently. Um, and that, again, looks different ways. And then number three is people and loving people. And this starts with your team. Um, making sure that they're taken care of and supportive and have what they need. Your clients are being loved on and supported and and taken care of because that's going to go way further for you than almost anything else in your business. I just read a book called Lead with Love and it was an incredible book. And that's exactly what it talked about as well. It's like starting with your internal employees and team members and making sure that they are feeling hundred percent taken care of because then they're going to go out and take care of your clients. They're going to take care of your business and they're just going to stick around and dive into the culture, hands and feet, ready to go and just let it become part of them. It goes way further. Um, so I think I would just say those three. I mean, obviously if you're in a newer place in your business, you're going to have to get into some of the systems and the processes until you get to a level where your team is able to take care of that, that would be the goal. So processes and systems would be next, making sure that it's streamlined, automated as much as possible. Again, we want to be strategically lazy, right? So that we're not creating things over and over again, especially the same things. And also, and again, this is like another motto of mine is it simple and effective? You don't need all the bells and whistles. It doesn't have to be like anyone else's. It's just, does it work? And is it getting the point across? That's all you need. I like, even with babies, everyone's like, oh, they're so expensive. I can't have another baby. Like it's too much. They need diapers and onesies. Exactly. Like you don't need the bounce house thingy in every room. My kids didn't even have a crib. Like we just made it work and they survived. So simple and effective so that you can do bigger things in the world and grow your business, but not at the, uh, not at the expense of your lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. You just said that about, you don't need a bounce house in every room. (laughs) I remember when we had Brighton, who's now 11, but I remember like we got a lot of that stuff and a lot of it was gifted to us. And I remember when I was a mom, like those first, that first 12 months, I was like, I don't even need 75% of this stuff. Like it is so useless because they grow out of it so fast or they don't even want to use it. And it's the same yeah. thing in our businesses. It we is. try to have like all these tactics and all these tricks, yep. and all these fancy things and all these moving parts. And you like so many people get it. They have it all and they have access to it all. Or even like all the little subscriptions that we could you know have for like text Very messaging best. or click funnels or all the things. I was talking to a client the other day and she was like, I just started getting rid of stuff because I have stuff that I'm paying like a hundred bucks a month for or 50 bucks a month for, I'm not even using it. Yep. You know, I'm not even using it and all the time. Gosh. Yeah. There's just so many things we could cut out and it would save us so much stress and worry and just energetic output on things that don't matter in the grand scheme of things.
1: Totally. I, I don't know where you, I mean, I know you're in Florida, but like I live in city, right? So it's busy and a lot going on. I dream about the day when I live on a farm and Uh. I have a simple life. I mean, I have a simple life because I create it. So yes, just simple, simpleness, I think is where my heart goes. And um, I feel like sometimes we just overthink everything in our life and business. And if we took a step back, we could create so much more success the way that we want it to look if we do what feels good, what we want to do. And we're not looking around at everyone else to yeah. see what they're doing, what they have.
0: Yeah. That's like the silent killer Yes, of business. Awesome. Yeah. Lisa, this was in so incredible, so incredible, especially for people who just have a lot going on with life um, and lots of different like life dynamics. And you're just so clear on like, what are the most important things that mm-hmm. have to get done in the business? And one of the things I really took away from that part too, is everything you're doing in your business is very people focused. Like the things that are the most important are people focused. Um, so I love that. And I know you have a free gift that people can download and get access to that'll help them get more visible and create their content. You want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So it's 30 days of IG stories, prompts, So, that you can start to show up more. I love Instagram. That happens to be my favorite platform. And stories are the daily conversation that you have with your community if that's a platform that you use. So, I just put together 30 days of prompts that you can use to show up every day or pick and choose what you like, modify it for your business. And um, I do encourage you to batch it so that you're not on Instagram every day, but you can just do it, you know, once a week and it's ready to go. And then you can move on to engagement and people focused activities to love on the ones that are engaging with you.
0: Amazing. And you can download that below. So just check out our show notes and click the link and you will be able to download 30 days of IG story prompts from Lisa. Thank you so much, Lisa. Lisa. This was incredible to sit down with you and hear how you manage all the things. And maybe a better word is how you integrate all things life and all things business into your your world and your household and even into the lives of your family and your clients. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.